0: To Jets Nation, you're getting a general manager that is a relentless worker, someone that understands a winning culture, someone that is gonna strive to put a product on the field each Sunday that competes for greatness. We're gonna find passionate people that love the game of football, that hate losing more than they love winning.
1: and we're back with another episode of the Jets Way podcast. No Sean Kennedy tonight, unfortunately. We wish him well with his virtual graduation, getting a degree today and age is uh, quite the accomplishment, so congratulations. But Lorenzo's here with me and we are joined by the founder of U Stadium, a great 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 platform for football fans to talk football and they've really taken football by storm, especially this offseason. season. That is Nick Spano, Nick, how you doing?
2: good boys how's it going thanks for having me on appreciate it
1: yeah of course it's it's our pleasure uh you stadium has been really uh making news this offseason nick and i think your big coming out party was breaking the pat fitzgerald news before anybody else and uh just before we get going with uh our show we got here is pat fitzgerald officially off the table for the jets or is uh what's the latest on him
2: yeah, and, I, and, you know, I, when we put the news out there back in November, um, around kind of the same time when, um, you know, we were told that they were really going to hit the college rankings hard, I think, you know, they knew it was going to be a bit of a long shot. Um, Fitzgerald is very comfortable, as is Matt Campbell at um, Iowa State. <clears throat> you know, they, they make solid money. Um, they really have their um, – you know, kind of, they can come and go as they please. They, they love the school. They love the kids there. They are both, you know, the programs are both kind of up and coming programs. Um, you know, so it was going to be tough to get them out. And um, Fitzgerald is, is a Midwest guy through and through. So um, I really think he was, you know, if he's going to make the leap um, the bears job would be the one that he'd probably take the interview for. And um, they'd have to kind of pony up and pay him you know, basically the Matt Rule contract that he got last year um, and kind of give him the the reins to do as he pleases and you know it's tough to do that especially here in New York with the Johnsons as you know and um, I don't think that they were willing to kind of give him the entire you know the keys to the car uh, you know maybe just part of it but um, it seemed more like Joe Douglas was looking for somebody who can really work hand in hand with and um, you know Fitzgerald you know took the call but you know, nothing really kind of materialized from there and the same with Campbell. So they, the Jets did um, speak with a few college coaches. And um, as of right now, it just seems like they're kind of going the route of the first time coordinator, the Marvin Lewis, Um, you know, it seems like that that's the route now. So I I would say, yeah, the Fitzgerald dream, if you want to call it uh, really never kind of materialized from there, but, you know, they were definitely interested as were a few teams. So, um, but, he took took the calls, didn't turn anything down, but just kind of never piqued his interest enough to, you know, make the jump yet. So we'll see with that Chicago job.
0: Hey Nick, uh, thanks for joining the show. It's uh, Lorenzo here. Um, you know what have you heard about Robert Sala? I know there's some news that came out that he's going for a second interview today. Uh, what have you heard? What are your thoughts about it? Yeah,
2: first off, my thoughts are I'm kind of surprised. I didn't really think. Well, I'm I'm surprised. As of yesterday, when I first kind of heard that um, there's you know the 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 top few for the job definitely kind of dwindled down to Sala, uh, Brady, um, Dayball, and Marvin Lewis. So when I heard those were the final four, and you know Sala wasn't really kind of getting the initial offers right away from a Detroit job, um, it seemed like he was. You know, he's born and raised in Detroit. It seemed like that was kind of the shoe in That's what everybody thought was kind of be the 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 first, um, you know, the first kind of hire was going to be Salah in Detroit, and that just hadn't happened. So um, when you know when you heard of the second interview Salah being the first one, and then you heard the interest on in both sides, um, it seems like he's definitely definitely the favorite for the job now. And I wouldn't be surprised if you know, by tomorrow, what's it, to by Wednesday or, you know, at the latest Thursday, you know, maybe they do bring somebody else in like a uh, Brady Dayball can't come in. Um, personally, he can do another virtual interview um, due to the COVID-19 with the Bills still in the playoffs. Joe Brady can come in, obviously Marvin Lewis. Um, <clears throat> So I wouldn't be shocked, but that would probably mean that either Salah's, the contracts maybe didn't kind of line up with what they're both thinking or maybe, again, another kind of power struggle there but it seems like they're both on the same page and it seems like they're both very serious and um I definitely would not be shocked if you know even by the time we hang up they they have some type of an agreement and then tomorrow it's signed but um it seems like Sal is definitely the the number one guy right now
0: yeah I mean you know it's funny that I've, I've heard you know the Jets are trying to do their due diligence on a lot of guys you know mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on you know us being potentially being the first hire and one to hire a coach.
2: I'd actually be kind of surprised at that. I think um it would be good, you know, in a sense, because you want to get, you, you want to have conviction, right? You know, so you want to uh, Douglas and the Johnsons or, well, Chris really is the only kind of Johnson involved right now. What he's kind of uh, still overseas. And even when he's back, he won't kind of take over the normal everyday role. Like he had, it's still, it still seems like it's going to be Chris, but um, it'll It'll be a good kind of show of faith by the you know by Chris Johnson to say, all right, well, this process went, you know, they interviewed nine, requested ten, spoke with probably three or four college guys. so spoke with about 15 people um, with you know general interest at first and then um, kind of you know, narrowed it down to a few. Um, and to just have the conviction salah must have you know must have aligned with what they're looking for. the CEO, the High energy, the passion for the job, the you know the coaching staff is always um, huge too. With the first you know interview and you know he must have laid out all right. This is who I'm bringing in, this is my plans for the team, etc. Lines up with what the Jets do best right now is you know the defensive line is their strength and you know so that's where Sala's expertise is. So <clears throat> I'm sure he felt that what Sala brings to the table kind of checks all the boxes um and then in terms of being able to kind of work with Joe Douglas would be I guess the next kind of thing you're looking for right is is this guy's ego too big or is he going to be somebody who's going to want you know that that power struggle is always what you're worried about right you just saw with McCagna and Gase um you want to Douglas wanted a guy who he can work with you know because you know unless you're Howie Roseman you really kind of only get one shot at hiring a coach um so you wanted to you know that that's why I will be a little bit surprised if the Jets are the first one because you had the Falcons, Lions, um, and Texans had, you know, the few extra weeks of you know. Well, in the in the Falcons' case, they had, and Texans they had a few months uh, head start on the Jets. But the Texans' search is kind of a mess right now, and the Falcons still need to hire a GM. So um, the Jets were the only team that were just looking for a head coach until the Eagles came around. So seems like the other teams are looking for kind of in unison that that gm first that guy will bring in the head coach so maybe that's slowing things down a bit yeah hey nick
1: i just wanted to ask you because this was advertised as a very thorough process and it Mm -hmm. was going to take slow the first guy that they meet in person is really going to be who they hire i just find that hard to believe because they advertise this to be a really thought out process and these other teams that had months to plan this out like you said is mm-hmm. this a case of being afraid that sal is going to leave or was it maybe brian dable told them hey uh, if the Chargers' job is offered to me i'm gonna go take it
2: or, yeah it could, it could be a bunch of those things you're, you're right yeah it, it is interesting and, and um douglas is like a methodical guy too which is also you know he's not somebody who's going to jump at the first i mean we saw it in uh you know free agency last year they really were kind of slow moving with what they did um, so it, it, either had to have been like, like you said, um, worried, you know, Salah killed the virtual interview. Um, I'm sure there was, you know, they, 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 and we reported this too, with the Gase news, they had their ducks in a row for weeks now, you know, they knew who they were going to reach out to. They knew who was going to have interest back, <clears throat> you know? So these guys, these, these guys talk all the time, agent to, to GM agent, to owner, et cetera. So, um, it's been in the works, you know. It's not like it's not like they just reached out to Salah's agent on when did they, you know, when did they interview him last Tuesday or something. I think it you know, like was Friday, Salah. Yeah, for, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like that was the first time they ever talked. Um, so, you know, they they knew that, you know, th- that's why the Wink Martindale thing was a surprise because I was actually told that they did like Wink, and um, I don't know. I feel like we're gonna hear something about that. I don't know what it is, but um, they knew for a while who who they were gonna interview. Um, so. Sala must have really impressed. The Jets must have heard that there's other teams. You know, if the Urban Meyer thing falls through, Jacksonville's going to call Sala. Um, maybe the Jets just didn't think Sala was going to be available for them. You know, thinking he was going to go to Detroit, um, and then when they heard that fell through, they they wanted to move on it quick. So um, it it makes sense. It is it is a bit surprising because I personally didn't think Sala was going to kind of be available. I thought he was. You know, like I said, I thought he was a shoo-in
1: for Detroit. Yeah, I know I know you run the U Stadium Twitter account. I don't know who was behind it this morning, but I was a little bit let down about Salah because uh, for yeah. our listeners of our show, I've had a long admiration for Joe Brady. I think mm-hmm. he's wonderful. I think he's exactly what the Jets need. Was he ever a serious candidate?
2: Yeah, he is. Job, he or- definitely is. I think... I, I think based on right now, I think you have to say Salah is one, and then Brady Dayball's, you know, one A, if if that makes any sense. Like, <laughs> mathematically, I, mean, I hope, I, <laughs> you I know. Really so hope so. I, I think they're on a level playing field. So, um, and Brady has the little bit of a um, advantage, I guess you can say, because he's he's able to, you know, with the COVID nineteen protocol, he's able to come to the facility. You know, let's say for whatever reason, Sala isn't hired tonight or tomorrow, you know, they can have Brady in on the next flight and come in and, and, you know, take a visit in person. And then, you know, whenever you do get those in person, it's similar to like free agency. Um, there's definite interest on both sides. Otherwise they wouldn't make the trip and anything can kind of happen. You know, you're talking contracts, you're talking um, obviously money, you're talking control, who's going to have say in what, what's the going to be the order of, you um, you know, reporting to the owner, is it going to be coach to GM to owner? Is it going to be coach and GM on, you know, the same playing field reporting to the owner like the last structure was? So those talks all definitely happen. Um, and then there's always like a ballpark of <clears throat> basically what the contract is going to look like. So um, anything can happen essentially. So I, I wouldn't say like Salah's a lock to get the job. And I wouldn't say, you know, I wouldn't be like disappointed that Brady's out yet. I think. Brady would probably my guess would be the next one who would get a an in person video because he has impressed is what we've heard you know throughout the uh, throughout the process he impressed the Falcons a lot uh, impressed the Jets uh, I think it was the Texans was the third team who who had interest in him too so um, he's definitely I think he'll definitely get a job I don't know which one though but um, I wouldn't say that the dream for Brady's dead.
0: Welcome yeah, and i that. i i definitely definitely like Joe Brady myself. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Jake and I uh, definitely like the offensive minded coach. In terms of yeah. Brady versus Sala, obviously Sala being the defensive minded coach. Uh, what have you heard about assistance for either one? Um, I know for Sala, like the big key is who's going to be his offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. What have you heard about that? Um, as well as Brady. Yeah, I think I think it's been kind of reported on multiple
2: places that it would be Lafleur, the um, assistant from the Niners. Um, and then we heard that D'Amico Ryans would be someone who'd come on board, um, as a defensive assistant. I don't know if it would be, it would most likely would have to be a coordinator position because it would be, it would count as a promotion, you know, and I know the, Mm. the rules for like assistance, um, the Niners can block him if, if he isn't given a promotion. So I know Sala does like Ryans, but, um, there were reports earlier about Gus Bradley, but he landed the Raiders job. And, And that also was interesting too, because you saw that kind of come together really fast. So maybe the Raiders caught wind that Salo was taking the job and he was interested in Brady and uh, Bradley, and maybe they gave him a little bit more money to, to kind of lock it in. So um, <clears throat> the coordinator game is interesting. It's like the undrafted free agency period. You know, these guys, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> you know, they fly off pretty quick and you have to like really act fast. So that's another advantage for the jets. If they were to be the first ones to, um, you know, hire, if there's somebody, you know, that Dan Quinn went off really quick. Um as for Joe Brady I haven't heard much in terms of like an offensive staff just because he's so young and doesn't really have those like roots in the league yet in terms of like you know long-standing relationships with offensive coaches and Mm -hmm. you know he would obviously be the head coach and play caller most likely Um, uh, maybe somebody along like Deshaun Payton route like because I know that's the coaching tree that he's in, um, I don't, I haven't heard anybody. I know on the defensive side of the ball, he'd most likely bring in somebody who's a little bit more <clears throat> um, tenured. Um, maybe a Marvin Lewis would make sense if he doesn't get a head coaching job or um, like a Wade Phillips or something along those lines, maybe Wade's a little bit too old, but um, maybe an Aaron Glenn, like mm-hmm. that was a reason why they spoke with him. You know, maybe they want to just pick his brains in terms of would he be willing? Cause that would also be a promotion for him. Cause he's, uh, the secondary coach in New Orleans, so um, I would assume it would be somebody <clears throat> kind of well known on the defensive side of the ball for Brady, and that might be a conversation too that you have. And and I know that was kind of like the stick up with Matt Rule a few years ago was he wanted to bring in a lot of his assistants, which Carolina let him. You know, the following year, if you look on the Carolina staff, is a lot of guys from Temple, uh, a lot of guys, you know, some guys from Baylor. You know, that might have been, you know, the holdup where. Um, maybe Brady didn't really, maybe the staff isn't, you know, the Jets didn't love the staff that Brady's going to assemble. Maybe that's why they are going to run to Sala quick. And that's what gave Sala the the upper hand is the staff that he's putting together. You know, a lot of those things come into play too. So, um, but I would assume, you know, Brady has at least an idea. I would hope so <laughs> of a, uh, you know, of a defensive guy. Cause that'll be, you know, the same question you ask of a Robert Sala. Well, who's his offensive coordinator, a little bit more important just because, you know, the way the league is structured. Now, if Salah has a, a coordinator and he does a great job, he's most likely going to leave in two years. It might not be the same on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I'm sure Brady kind of has somebody lined up. Right. So I definitely agree with
1: you there. Um, I think Marvin Lewis and Aaron Glenn were brought in for defensive coordinator positions because mm-hmm. they kind of go, again, Marvin Lewis especially he was just very blah. I don't think that's something yeah. well Joe and Marvin are excited really excited cool. about. Yeah. So definitely from the Ravens days, Wink Martindale, which you talked about before I expected him and Mm -hmm. uh, my, my two, my two co-hosts here, Lorenzo and Sean, they predicted Wink Martindale was going to get the job. It's crazy how so many people had him linked and he doesn't get an interview. Now, do you think that's because Wink doesn't want the job or is he so focused on the Ravens playoff run or could we still interview him? What do you think?
2: I don't think they're going to, I think the interviews are wrapped up, you know, unless like, you know, last ditch Doug Peterson thing comes together, um, which I don't expect either. Uh, I, it was funny because yeah, a lot of people were kind of putting two and two together with Douglas and and Wink, and um, basically everybody we you know well not everybody we asked two different people um, who, who work inside the Jets, a scout and somebody in the front office, um, and we we're like, is is Wink is the Wink thing legit? Like, and I always got like kind of like a half-assed answer. It was. Yeah, Joe's going to have interest and we'll definitely talk to him, but I don't think he'd ultimately get the job. So maybe something along those lines where, you know, Wink felt maybe in the back of his mind, like, Hey, I'm not a, I don't want to go do, do this thing again. Cause with you know, he was convinced he had the giant job last year. If you remember, um, right. it was pretty much, you know, I believe there was even like an offer made um, and then they kind of, you know, out of nowhere, went and turned to Joe judge. I don't know if Belichick, had anything to, to do with that. Or, um, you know, so maybe he just felt it was going that way again. He just wanted to focus on this run this year and maybe get back into it next year. Um, but for him to not even, I don't think he turned down any jobs because he didn't even have any other, you know, it's not like I preferred, let's say Sandy, uh, San Diego, <laughs> I preferred the chargers. Um, they didn't even call nobody nobody even requested an interview so um the the situation like like that's why i said i feel like you're going to hear something like it's not just gonna you know blow over and just be like oh you know wink just didn't have any interest i think it was just i think something had to have happened whether wink just wasn't interested in any of these jobs or kind of felt like they all were going to be filled by somebody else and didn't feel like being left at the altar again um so I, i do think you'll hear something that happened
0: yeah. And, I, and, you know, it's, it's crazy about that. You know, you know, Jake mentioned that, you know, we really love Wink Martindale. We thought he's going to possibly mm-hmm. get an interview and stuff like that. But um, in terms of our next coach, obviously that's important. You know, at the numbers, we have the number two pick in the draft. Uh, what have you heard in terms about coaching? Like, let's say Salah comes in. Do you think he's going to lean towards Darnold or drafting a QB? Have you heard anything about that? Um, and what are your thoughts on that as well? The only thing I ever heard about
2: that, and I told um, you know Scott from Play Like a Jet when I, I spoke with him a few weeks ago, was there is no decision that's been made. It's going to totally be a you know conjoined effort. You know Douglas isn't going to make this like rash decision and say Darnold's my guy or you know I'm trading Darnold. Um, it's going to definitely be like a, a team you know a, a joint decision between new coach and staff and um, you know Douglas and front office et cetera. So I, I think if you hear anything, otherwise you, someone's making it up because <laughs> I don't think anybody, mm-hmm. you know, how can you say definitively either way? You don't even know who the coach is yet. Right. You know, it doesn't even make sense. Um, I mean, I, I just like reading the tea leaves, I think the they'll draft a quarterback and trade Darnold. Um, I guess you just, you can't be sure, but you know, and I, and I, I spoke with this with Frank, my uh, co, you know, co-founder in U stadium, He's in the boat of, <laughs> he's in the boat of of drafting, uh, Panay Sewell number two, and trading Darnold and just you know bringing in like a Mariota or somebody you know just kind of oh, no. completely cut yeah, wow. the, <laughs> no, yeah no not that and and I was like look man you don't the Jets don't often do it right right you know <laughs> we could all agree like yeah the you're usually sticking a coach on a GM or a GM on a coach and then. That quarterback, you know, Darnold gets stuck with Bowles and McCagnon. Then, then Bowles is out. You bring in Gase. Then, Gase is in. McCagnon's gone. Then, you bring in Douglas, you know, so it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you finally have Douglas who's going to be here for a while. He's hiring his coach. This coach is going to get to draft his quarterback number two overall. It just makes too much sense to do anything else, you know, to, to stick with Sam Darnold, who's you know, you're going to tell Sala or Brady or, you know, Sala's offensive guys, whether that's, you know, LaFleur or um, McDaniel, like, hey, you know, we have the number two pick, but here is a complete gut job in Sam Darnold. You have to strip him down and build him up again. It's like, oh, and then we're going to have to pay him $25 million in a year. It's like, just do it now. Rip the Band-Aid off. He hasn't shown you enough. Um, take whichever quarterback, you know, I personally lean Zach Wilson. I like feels a lot. Um and then I think that if you do bring in like the Shanahan offense which they're saying I think that does make even more sense for a Wilson but if they love you know the intangibles that Fields has because he definitely has it I think Fields has a little bit more of like you know so it's, it's always such a weird term but like the it factor I feel like mm-hmm. Fields has more of like the it factor than Wilson um, and I think players gravitate more towards a Justin Fields um, than a Zach Wilson but in terms of a fit in the possible like Shanahan offense. I like the Wilson fit a little bit more. So, you know, I'm sure that's <laughs> they're probably talking about that again right now, you know, as they're meeting. It's like, you know, how about that quarterback, right? You know, so it's right, it's gonna be, you know, priority one, two, and three.
1: Right. So um definitely staying on the topic of quarterbacks here and offensive system. You mentioned <laughs> Mike McDaniel and um, Mike LaFleur. Mm-hmm. So I, a couple of rumors I heard today was Mike Kafka of the chiefs and <laughs> to my question here, is Eric B going to get a job? I mean, why hasn't he gotten a job yet? And if he does, do we expect Kafka to stay with the chiefs and become their offensive coordinator? But let's say Bieniemy gets shut out again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is Kafka up for grabs potentially by Robert Sala or what are you hearing there? Or what are you thinking there?
2: Yeah. I mean, I heard Sala and Kafka do have a relationship, so it, it it's makes sense. Um, now with the Texans kind of you know coming crawling back to the enemy, the report report was that enemy wanted no part of Houston now. Um, but you know, if the enemy's getting shut out of other jobs, I don't know if he can be picky and there could be a worse guy to coach than Deshaun Watson, right? Like so. Yeah. Um if that is if they do right by him and keep him. Um from you know, it, it sucks like and I hate like trashing a guy because you're not in the room, you know, you're only hearing like secondary thoughts is that the enemy just again is not interviewing well for whatever reason like what he lays out just doesn't like like jive with what you know they're talking about maybe they the staff is up in the air um, maybe teams just don't see <clears throat> any kind of you know well what's his bread and butter what does he do that differentiates himself why is he the guy when they've had Andy Reid Pat Mahomes um maybe Mike the rumor was that Kafka had a lot more to do with the development of Mahomes being a quarterback guy and Bianchi's more of you know, he's a running back in his day, great running back, Colorado and the NFL. Um had to do a lot more with like the running game, but I think there's just <clears throat> it shows the 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 difference of opinion between the fan and like the media, right? You know, because in the media's eyes, Eric Bianami is, you know, Bill Walsh reincarnated. But maybe he's just not, you know, maybe maybe people obviously people around the league because this would be what the third hiring cycle he got passed over. Um, It's not like Mahomes or the Chiefs have gotten worse, you know, (laughs) so it's like he's not doing anything. He's not doing anything year to year that makes him a a worse candidate. So there's something obviously that we as fans and we as people like, you know, doing shows and media and Twitter like we're not seeing but the league is. So, you know, when you see people really like championing, championing for him to get a job, it's like, well, why has he interviewed in 10 spots, you know, maybe even more now, and he's been passed over every time.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, you bring up a good point, is that he's been through three head coaching yeah. cycles and he still hasn't got a job. That's like, you know, it's, it's just shocking to me, honestly. Um, yeah, obviously, Obviously, there's something there. Yeah. Um, so there was a report from Rich Semeni, I believe, or not report, but a tweet from him that's saying the, the Jets should look at Devontae Smith number two. Uh, is there any seriousness to that? Oh, or, you know, <laughs> what, all are, you what are your thoughts know. on that? <laughs>
2: all you have to know is the Jets picked 11 last year in a loaded – I know this class is loaded too, but they picked 11 in a loaded class last year, and they didn't take a receiver. And that was when we thought Sam Darnold was good. <laughs> you know, so it would have made sense <laughs> for them to get the receiver last year, right? We all – Talked about Judy, C.D. Lamb. Um, Yeah, Devonta Smith is better than the both of them. Well, in college, and who knows? I think he's going to be awesome regardless. Um, But I I love Judy, and I love Lamb last year. Um, But all you need to know is he picked 11th last year when he had – well, when he thought he had a quarterback. Now, fast forward, you're picking two, and you don't have a quarterback, and you have a new coach. It's like, no, it's not happening. (laughs) Like. I think we all know it's not happening.
1: No, I, I, I for sure hope not myself <laughs> yeah. and Nick, uh, before we let you go, I just have one last question for you. Yeah. Can you please give me your pick for each team and who they're going to hire as their head coaches, real rapid fire, based off what you heard, what you're thinking, okay. just reading the tea leaves. So, uh, I guess starting with the jets for the sake of the program.
2: I mean, I think I got to go with Salah right now. It's just, you know, again, reading the tea leaves, it seems like he's the guy there. Um, Read them off to me again, off the top of my head. It's uh, Chargers. Chargers, Dayball. Eagles. Eagles, dude, I don't even know. <laughs> let's say Deuce Staley. One. I don't know, for some weird reason, I, I think he's got a lot of momentum in Philly.
1: Uh, Jaguars, Urban Meyer.
2: Yeah, and then there were reports today that it's not as a slam dunk as it as it is, but let's just say, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Lions. Marvin Lewis. Wow. We have a lot one of
1: our one of our friends is a big Lions fan. He's he's going to cry when he hears that one.
2: Hey, Marvin uh, is Marvin's a good coach, man. Like I know he hasn't gotten over the top or you know, has had some playoff struggles, but he he made a, a historically bad and historically dirt cheap franchise competitive for a long time. I will say that.
1: And last but not least the Atlanta Falcons.
2: They're the they're the and the and the Texans, right? Uh and the oh, yeah. Texans. Yeah, yeah, and the Texans my bad. I feel like the Texans will go – I'm going to say they're going to get the enemy just because Watson – like they're going to do whatever they can to keep Watson. Um, Otherwise, I'll say Brady for the Texans, Uh, either either Brady or the enemy. And then I'll say – who was the last one? Who would you say that? Falcons. Falcons. Um, I know they like Arthur Smith. Uh, I don't know if he's – I don't know how he's in it. I heard they like Brady. Yeah, they do too. They were another team. It depends on – it's so hard because these teams don't have like they're they're trying to hire GMs and coaches at the same time. It's it's weird, um, unless there's like you know some like backdoor, you know combos that they come. You know like a Fontenot and Brady have a relationship. Um, maybe that's who ends up in Atlanta. So, let's say Brady and and Fontenot in Atlanta, and be enemy with Casario in Houston. I'd be so <laughs> jealous of Atlanta. <laughs> I, I really yeah. would i really want this guy too. man
1: <laughs> um, yeah nick it's been a pleasure i've long admired your work at U stadium i was uh, a follower since i think it was the first year it was like 2015
2: 2014 yeah probably right um i went
1: to the uh the draft party the most re- i wish you guys had one last year the first one i yeah. went to was the one with Le'Veon bell i don't know if you remember <laughs> but yeah. i was the one that was wearing the michigan state jersey
2: oh, uh, that's for that's right bell. he it for you yeah. right
1: that was, he did sign it for me. Yeah, as soon as he was done pre- well, you know, on stage or whatever, he got right off and <laughs> signed it. It was definitely a cool memory. I wish it would have worked out with them. I know. It's a
2: big kind of bummer, man. I'm but it was a great –
1: yeah. Hopefully, uh, after uh, all the craziness in the world, U-Stadium could have another event. And, uh, oh, yeah. we we'll definitely do that. For our listeners, Just uh, is there anything else you want to tell us about U-Stadium
2: for anyone not familiar with your work? Yeah, man. I would definitely just say download the app, turn the notifications on because, you know, we kind of do them – hand in hand with the tweets and stuff there. But we're pushing breaking note breaking news, uh, debate questions, topics of the day and stuff. It's, um, you know, download the app in the app store, Google play store, turn the notifications on and, you know, just basically follow any topic or team or interest of yours on there. And you'll get all the information there.
1: Nick. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we of course, can, thank you. Uh, thank, you. Thank, you. Uh,
0: thank you. Thank
1: you. Enough. Of course, man. Ho- hopefully we talk again soon, but you yep. stay safe as well as your family and, uh, as always, go jets as our
0: well, friend yes, Sean sure. would always
1: say. Take it easy. <laughs> I
2: love it, man. I appreciate it, guys. Keep it up. You got it.
1: Bye-bye. Wow. What what an ep- what a spot there. Um with Nick Spano, CEO of U great. Stadium. It sounds like it's going to be Salah. Um, what do you what do you think based off of what he said? It was pretty much a foregone. He did say my dream of Joe Brady isn't dead yet, but uh I could just I could just tell from yeah everything that it's gonna be Salah.
0: It's definitely gonna be Salah. I mean, I don't know if we. I think we, we talked about this last week, but he wasn't like a home run hire person. No. I, I loved, no, but he
1: he would have me let down. That's.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah. I believe in it somewhat. I you know I gotta see the staff. I gotta see what the the plan is, but I'm not too upset. But I'm not like, you know, don't want a it's, parade or anything.
1: It's wild because, uh he mentioned the name that we hated the most in all of this, Marvin Lewis, going to the Lions, which is the job I thought Robert Sala was going to get. So um, I'm definitely intrigued to see how that one plays out, but I guess it could be worse than Sala. Um, Not my first choice. I I think we're right along the terms of they're nervous that Brian Dable might not take the job, and then if Sala goes elsewhere before they can hire Brian Dable. He's going to go elsewhere, but just before we wrap up with the show here, are you a hundred percent sold on Salah? Or do you think that we're making a mistake and we're jumping into it too early? Because I, I for one think we are, I think we need to bring in more people for second chance interviews. And if Salah doesn't want us, man, it's, it's not meant to be. And you don't want a guy that doesn't want your job. Why can't he tell the other jobs that I got the jets. I, I want to take the jets job. So what do you have to think there?
0: I agree with your point that it's a little too soon and we should be giving other guys a shot, second interviews here. you know just do your due diligence on every guy hear everybody out. but I'm not upset about the uh, well obviously like he's not hired but if he is hired I would definitely not be upset. To me it's all about the offensive staff that he brings in, what his and Douglas's plan plans are with the draft. You know, like I have to wait and see what, what happens after this to really say if I like the hire or not. Because if he comes in, puts the focus on the offense, you know, we do we're doing good things, all that, all that good stuff. You know, we're looking promising. Then I like it. But if it's just you know, focusing on the defense, not really going anywhere, then I'm going to be upset.
1: Yeah, it sounds like Darnold is a goner, man. If we hire a solid, he did not sound confident at all about yeah. Sam sticking here for another year. Um. That's going to do it for today, Lorenzo. It's a pleasure. Uh, my first ever show without Mr. Kennedy by wow. my side here. It's uh, <laughs> You know, again, we wish him well with uh, with his virtual graduation. Congratulations, Sean.
0: We miss and, you, Sean. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, maybe, maybe by the time our listeners hear this, Robert Sala is the next head coach of the New York Jets. So we tried to keep it very Robert Sala-centric tonight uh, for the purpose of the news. My Joe Brady dream, I, I wanted to live on, but it's it's uh, we'll hang it, it's hanging on for dear life yeah it's uh it's certainly in jeopardy but uh we we want to be proven that robert sala is the guy i think we can both agree there that we just want to see a competitive product on the field
0: absolutely you're definitely yeah. correct
1: so uh as always folks that's going to do it for tonight go jets follow us on twitter at jetsway podcast we want to spe- send a very special thank you to nick spano of U stadium go follow you stadium download the app really good football talk and uh, Nick and all the guys and uh, gals over there at U stadium are, are really knowledgeable football people. And I I couldn't be happier for the success um, they've been having. So that's going to do it for today. Lorenzo go jets, go jets.